Hello and welcome. This is the Bloody Awesome Podcast, a podcast where we take a look at all of our favorite horror films and series. My name is Bailey Moore, and today we're looking at Child's Play 2. But before we do that, I do have a quick announcement. So, starting in two weeks, I will be introducing a co-host to the show. His name is Zach, he is a super funny dude, and I'm very excited to bring him on. He's honestly not very well versed in the genre, but I think that'll definitely be a fun and interesting take to hear. You know, his uh, his opinions on these films are definitely going to be a lot different than some of us that watch horror religiously, and it's it's definitely going to be interesting, so I'm very excited, and I hope you guys are too. He will be in in two weeks, like I said, when we will be looking at Bright of Chucky, but until then, let's get to the show. Child's Play 2 was released November 9th, 1990. It was written by Don Mancini, but this time it was directed by John Lafia, who I didn't really mention last time, but John Lafia actually co-wrote the original Child's Play, and he would go on after this, to direct Man's Best Friend, which is another film that I'll be looking at here soon, and The Rats and Monster, which is a very underrated film. Uh, He was, you know, this film is very well done, very well made, uh, you know, obviously because of the the cast and, and a lot of the staff, but John Lafayette did phenomenal. And he would sadly pass away earlier this year, at the age of 63, which he will be missed. But it would be again put out by Universal Pictures, and this time would be given a higher budget of $13 million, but this time would only bring in 35.8 worldwide, which is a bit smaller than its predecessors, $44 million worldwide. The film would bring back Alex Vincent as Andy and Brad Dorff as Chucky, but other than that, we get a whole new cast to watch get murdered. For our, our enjoyment, of course. So, with that, it's time for us to start the story. The film opens two years after the original was set, with a very cool shot of Chucky's eye, as it pans out and shows his destroyed, burnt body being completely torn apart and rebaked by the factory. And I really like this shit because, like, you see his eye and you know, you can see that it's all, like, burnt around it and stuff. But then, like, when it pans out and you see just how bad it is and the, and the tearing apart, like, just his skin peeling off, it's fucking awesome. Um... I don't know what it's called. It's not. It's not remodeling. Like they're remaking him, but there's a term for it. Uh, re- refurbishing. Maybe I, I honestly I don't know. But it's it's crazy. Like they find this doll after two years, and they they know they know what doll it is because they've been looking for it, and they just completely remake it. Like like everything's fine and. The CEO of the company, uh, Mr. Sullivan, he arrives, and he 
he immediately like he he wants to see the doll and he has uh he has this he has this dude I don't I don't know what um position the the guy is he's uh, he's definitely not like the VP but he is more like um a, a assistant or associate I you know I'm I'm going to call him the associate uh <laughs> I I feel like that is probably the best um he he gives Mr. Sullivan a report completely clearing Mr. Uh, not Mr. Not, not clearing Mr. Sullivan. Uh, clearing Chucky of uh, being completely fine. Everything's alright with the doll. Nothing's wrong. Um, and still, you know, after knowing everything that happened, of course, Mr. Sullivan is suspicious, so he decides that he's going to take Chucky home for a personal inspection. So, they're, they're talking about this, and the, uh, the, I, I guess, the engineers start to try to put the eyeballs into the doll, and the machine malfunctions and lets out a huge electrical surge and it looks really fucking cool like it's definitely like some 80s horror shit and i i love it um but the the electricity it kills one of the engineers and in the process of killing this engineer which is a cool shot because it's like he, he the electricity is just like it's like you can see it frying through him and he is just like it it's a cool shot. He's 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 really off it, and um, I I like that. But as this is happening, Chucky's eyes are turning like this bright red, which is obviously a sign uh, a signifier of him returning to life. And I like that. That's how they did that. Um, I feel like there's a lot of different horror movies that, or, like, sequels that, um, kind of have ridiculous-ass ways where the villain comes back to life, but, and, and in quite a few of them it takes forever, but this one is just straight to the point, and I, I fucking love it. Uh, so, right after this, we see Andy, who is playing cards with his therapist, who is asking about what happened in a dream that Andy had. And, like I said, it, it's been two years since the incident took place. And, you know, at this point, Andy's kind of repressed it. It's all just a bad dream for him, you know. And, um, he recounts, so he recounts the events of everything that happened to the therapist, and, you know, of course the therapist is like, oh, no, don't worry about it, it's not real, none of it's real, it's all a dream, that couldn't have happened, you know, because, you know, of course, any logical person isn't gonna think a, a doll was murdering people, <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, and then it cuts back to the factory, where Mr. Sullivan is pressing his associate to keep the death that we all just watched under wraps, and after telling him to do this, make sure it doesn't get out any anywhere, he leaves, and he decides that he does not want to bring Chucky with him. He Chucky's no good, and uh, so...
yeah, that, that was, <sighs> Mr. Sullivan is like, I don't know, his, we're gonna see, that, that's, that's the last time we see him in this film, but, um, he, he will return, and I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for that. So, back with Andy, who is still talking to his therapist, but this time when we see him, he's being observed by two potential foster parents, uh, Phil and Joanne Simpson. And, honestly, I love Joanne Simpson. She, Joanne Simpson, I'm Joanne. I love Joanne. She is played by Jenny Aguder, who I've seen in a couple of other films, but I know her best from this, and she does a great job here. Um, Phil, who is played by Garrett Graham, also does a good job here, but his role is to be a dick, and he sucks. It, honestly, he does. And he's worried uh, about Andy and how he'll behave, knowing that he's gone through so much, and, you know, I, I get it's fair if you're trying to you know, a, be a foster parent and have, bring this kid into your house, into your, into your home, but, uh, it's just, the way he goes about, about it isn't the best, but, you know, they decide that they're gonna give it a shot, and they decide to take him home anyway. So, on the way to home, the, the Simpsons are driving, and they have Andy in the back, and they're, you know, they're asking him what he likes to eat, and Andy's being all cute, you know, he's like, oh, I like chocolate, and they're laughing, and it's funny, it's a, it's a good scene, except they both take their eyes off, like, off the road completely, and are looking at Andy, and almost run right into the semi-truck as it's making a turn. And, uh, this is where we see that the semi is actually a Play Pal Toys truck, the company that manufactures the good go- uh, the good. <laughs> it's the company that manufactures the good guy dolls. And, uh, this is where Andy sees a picture of Chucky on the truck, which obviously freaks him out a bit, you know. And, um, so, right after this, they arrive to this house, and it's in a nice suburban neighborhood, and it is, it's, it's a really nice house. The, the outside is, is just gorgeous, but, um, the first, <laughs> the first shot that we get inside the house is in this room that looks like it's from, like, the 1860s. It's just, the, the wallpaper is so old, and, and the decor choice, like, is, is very, is very strange. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, so, they have these, um, glass figurines of just everything you can think of, just all over the room, and Andy, of course, walks over as an eight-year-old will and picks up one of the glass figures, but is immediately told to put it down and uh, told never to touch them. These are off-limits, uh, and that they collect these. And, um, of course, they 
we'll come back and play later. So, we meet Kyle, uh, who is sitting upstairs in her room, and Kyle, dude, Kyle's awesome. Like, she is probably my favorite one. Yeah, she's in my top three characters of the Chucky series, and, um, just because, like, she's so awesome to Andy. This entire time, like, she's, she's just, oh, immediately. You, we'll, we'll talk about her. Um, so, Kyle is sitting upstairs, and I think, I think, hey, I wrote it down. Yeah, she's supposed to be, like, 16 here, but she's sitting upstairs, and she's smoking a cigarette, and Andy walks in, uh, who looks at her, and, of course, is like, whoa, kid smoking a cigarette, and he is then followed by Joanne, who, of course, scalds Kyle and takes a cigarette from her and is like, uh, would, what would you think if Phil had found this? He would have been freaking out, and it's, you know, obviously she's, she's gonna take the cigarettes from her, and good choice. There you go. She, Joanne's a great mom. She would be, she's a great foster parent. Um... So, Andy is brought into his room, and this is like, this room is basically, it's, it's a dream for a kid. This, this room is full of toys, like, completely packed with toys, and he's going through, and he's loving all of them, and he's talking, and so it's here that, Joanne tells him that there's more toys in the closet for him to play with. And he goes over, and he opens the closet, and what do you know? A good guy doll falls out. And it hits him, and uh, it... Let me rephrase that. It doesn't hit him, like, it doesn't slap him or punch him, like Chucky would. But it falls on him, hitting him. So... After it does that, it goes, Hi, my name is Tommy. And Chucky gets freaked out, of course, and runs over to Joanne. And this is when Phil comes in and sees the Chucky doll and starts scalding Andy. Like, like Andy is, is, is a trauma victim. He went through all that shit. We, we talked about it in the last episode. Go watch it if you didn't listen. But... It's, <sighs> Phil is such an asshole to this kid. He tells him not to be afraid of it. And then, so that's, that's when we cut back to the toy factory where the Mr. Sullivan's associate is leaving. But with him is Chucky. And he puts Chucky in the backseat along with a bunch of other random ass toys he he's bringing with him for whatever reason, and, uh, yeah, so he gets in the car, and we see him driving a second for, he calls his girl, Gabriella, and, and it's the 90s, so he's calling on a car phone, but he, he calls his girl, Gabriella, and, you know, they're, they're talking, and, uh, he's talking about coming over, but she's like, you gotta bring the alcohol, and so he stops and he goes to get his girl 
alcohol, and when he goes into the store, this is where we see Chucky start to move around, and he heads right for the car phone, and he makes a call, and so this is where we cut to an old apartment where Andy used to live, and we see a lady who is trying to put her son to sleep, and she comes over to the phone, and she answers it, and Chucky asks for Andy, to which the woman responds, no, he doesn't live here anymore, and then smartly asks who this is, to which Chucky tells her he's Uncle Charles, and, oh god, I love this scene, Brad Dorff is such an amazing, like, he's he's so fucking amazing as Chucky. And we'll talk about Mark Hamill's Chucky in a bit. Because it, it, it is a completely different Chucky, I understand. It's a, it's a different take, but fuck, Brad Dorff is such a fucking legend, man. So meanwhile, in the store, the associate is arguing with the cashier. Because he goes to buy the alcohol, and the cashier tells him that they don't take card. So, this is when the, the guy goes, no, 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 this is a gold card. This is anywhere. You just go, anyone can accept this is great. And the guy's like, no, we don't take card. And <laughs> this is funny to me because in my head, I was like, you can't go anywhere without being able to find a card machine now. Like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, wait, no, this is 30 years ago. Things might have been a little different. <laughs> so, after not being able to buy the vodka, the associate gets back into his car, and he goes to find another store. But it's at this point when Chucky takes him hostage with a gun. So, they drive by the house, and this is, of course, the house that Andy's staying at, and Chucky then tells the man to park at a nearby park where Chucky then puts the gun he's been using this whole time to the man's head and the fucking gun shoots water and it's fucking hilarious because Chucky starts laughing maniacally and it's it's great and the guy is like so confused and Chuck you know Chucky disappears and he's just like what the fuck is going on and uh, then we hear Chucky laugh, start laughing again, right as he throws a plastic bag over his head and suffocates him. And it's just, it's awesome. The entire time it's happening, this guy's just, like, clawing at his face, trying to, um, trying to, like, save himself. And Chucky's laughing. It, it, it's awesome. It really is. And, um, so, it's right here where we cut to a very cool shot and it, it's all POV, and it's Chucky, and he's breaking into the house. And as this is happening, Joanne is upstairs, and she's reading to Andy, and as she finishes reading, Andy tells Joanne that the thunder that's happening outside is scaring him. And, he, you know, this is, this is a cute scene, because he's telling her that, um, you know, he used to have his mom with him at night when he was scared, and, you know, Joanne, of course, wants to be there for him, and he asks if she'll stay with him while he, until he's, like, all asleep and everything, and, uh, so we see a little later, 
Andy's falling asleep, and Joanne's humming to him, and it's, you know, I, I really like the scene. I, I think it was very well done. And, uh, meanwhile, Chucky is sneaking around downstairs where he runs into Tommy, the other good guy doll. And <laughs> we get this funny shot of Chucky punching Tommy, and it's, it looks so funny, like, it's, it's obviously fake as fuck, and it, it's, it's awesome looking, though, and, uh, he just starts beating the shit out of this good guy doll, he's stomping him in, and then finally he, he picks up one of the, uh, the collectibles downstairs, told you they'd come back, and starts breaking the shit out of both objects of, at once, and he then proceeds to bury the doll out back and once again start laughing maniacally. And uh, and this is when the uh, we cut to the next morning and the, the father is asking about the figurine. And when both kids say they don't know what happened, Mr. Simpson decides that he's just going to ground them both. They're both grounded, they're both in... That's it, capiche. And so we see a little later on, Andy is talking to Kyle, who's doing laundry, and they're, you know, they're having a nice bonding experience. They're just talking about, um, you know, why Phil is, is as hard as he is, and Kyle tells him that he's not as that bad, and she's been around much worse. And, uh... So, in this scene, also, uh, Kyle hands, so, so Kyle hands the, uh, the cigarette that is in her hand to Andy, and this is an eight-year-old kid, she just, she handed a lit cigarette to an eight-year-old child, that's a fucked up moment, <laughs> and Andy takes it, and she, and he just, he dries it. And, of course, she yells at him and is like, why would you do that? And he is like, he just goes, I wanted to taste it. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's a great scene. And uh, so this is when they, they, you know, they have their talk. And Andy starts to head upstairs out of the, the laundry room in the basement to open the door and hear a conversation that is happening between the Simpsons. And it's it's on the worry of Andy's trauma and you know and if he's alright, if he's actually okay to be there, if they're if they're not enough for him and you know, Andy is obviously freaks out and he, he wants to be good and he you know and he likes staying here. He likes Kyle and he likes Joanne and so he decides to go get the good guy doll, where he tells him he hates him. But when Chucky goes to respond, he stutters for a second. You know, he goes to say the normal line of, oh, hi, I'm... But then he realizes he's not Chucky, he's Tommy. So he stutters, and it's at this point that Andy starts to get suspicious. So Andy decides to pick up Chucky where he flips him around and rips his shirt off 
and, well, that sounded really bad, <laughs> Andy rips the back of Chucky's clothes off. That, what, there's no way to make this sound good. And uh, he, he opens up the hatch where the batteries are, uh, or they should be, and, of course, there they are. Chucky counted his bases this time. I guess he's learning. I don't want to call him a good boy, because Chucky is not a good boy. <laughs> and, uh, so, I want to point out that this scene's going on, and while it's happening, there is this really nice, like, tense music playing behind, and, um, I, I, I fucking love it. it. It's throughout the whole movie, and it's great. Uh, so, Andy decides to get over his fears by playing with the doll. Um, you know, he, he sees the batteries, he's calmed down, he's like, okay, everything's fine, I'm good, and he's like, I gotta get over my fear, so he's, he's playing with the doll, and he walks by the Simpsons, and of course, they're impressed to see it, which is great, uh, so he takes the doll out back, and he is... He gets on a swing. Uh, he put he puts and he puts the doll in the back in the background or just behind him, I guess. And uh, he gets on a swing and he's you know just swinging back and forth. And Kyle's uh, doing some gardening. And this is another nice scene of Kyle and Andy bonding while they talk. And Andy asks about Kyle's parents who it turns out that she never knew. Uh, I think she said her dad died when, or before she was born, or he ran off. I'm, I'm pretty sure he died, but um, and her, her mom gave her up when she was three years old. So it's sad, and uh, but it, you know, it's another good scene of just these two bonding, which I always like to see. It's That's why I, I love Kyle and Andy, like, those are my two favorite characters of this series, and, uh, so, later that night, Andy is laying in bed, and he is attacked and, uh, knocked out, and when he wakes up, he is tied up and gagged by Chucky, who reveals himself to the boy, you know, Andy now knows, oh shit, I was wrong, this doll is very much alive. So, we see Chucky immediately start the ritual, but is just as fast cut off by Kyle, who starts to try to get in through the window. You know, she snuck out, so this is her way in, and uh, she sees Andy, and she just... It's, she just has this moment where she sees Andy, and, like, she's in the room, he's in the room alone, he obviously couldn't have tied himself up, and she's just like, Andy, what? It's, it's hilarious. And, uh, so, she starts to untie Andy, but the second that she takes the gag out, he starts freaking out about Chucky, and he gets his hand untied and just... Decks Chucky. Like, he punches this doll so hard, and it's awesome. I was so proud of Andy right here. And, um, so, he, uh, this, this, everything's happening, and it obviously alerts the Simpsons, who 
run into the room and uh, they obviously blame Kyle. And when Andy says it was Chucky, though, Mr. Simpson just snaps and he goes, enough! And he takes Chucky and he starts bringing him down the stairs and this entire time that he's doing this, Andy is just sitting there and he's going... No, you gotta kill him. Please kill him. That's the only way. Kill him. And it's a pretty, a pretty good scene. Uh, so, Mr. Simpson... I don't know why I'm calling him Mr. Simpson. Phil takes the doll and chucks it down the stairs. And it just hits so many stairs on the way down. And uh, they, they close the door and Mr. Simpson is like, Yeah, you know what? It's over. He's in there. You're good. Stop worrying. <coughs> so... It's right here that we see Chucky, and he is bleeding, and, you know, he's just, his nose is, is just gushing blood right now, and he is, he just starts to freak out. He's like, oh my god, I'm turning human, what the fuck is happening? And, um, it cuts to the next day, where Andy is starting his first day at school. And it, it, basically, it, it, the, the day... For us, as the audience starts when he's at lunch, and he's standing at a fence. He, it's, it's a, um, it's, he's just, he's standing at alert, he's watching out for Chucky, he knows that it's not over, and, uh, he knows that Chucky's gonna try to get him, so he's on, like, full alert. Five, uh, what, <laughs> we had a, uh, in a, in a, I don't know if, if anyone's listening to this outside of America, but we had a uh, the the terror alert the terror alert system or something. It was I forget the name of it. But um, there was like different le- uh, levels to it. It was like uh, green, yellow, orange, and red. And like and Andy, he's on red right now, completely. Uh, so we see Andy, and he is uh, he's just. <sighs> He's, 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 he's on alert, you know, I've already said it enough, he's, he's waiting, but what he doesn't know is in the school, Chucky is already in his classroom going through all the paperwork until he finds Andy's name on it, confirming that it's Andy's room. So now a little later on, and Andy's back in class where we meet his teacher, and I also have her written down. She is Miss Kettlewell. She is played by Beth Grant. And uh, she is talking to them, and she's, uh, she's, you know, giving a speech, whatever teachers do, you know. And then some kid, like, it's just, this kid behind him start, just hits him in the back of the head. Like, for no reason. It's just, what a dick. And... Andy has a cool, he goes, you're a microchip, <laughs> and it was really funny, but of course it disrupts the class, and the teacher scolds him right before she goes back to her desk and finds a paper with Andy's name on it, with fuck you bitch written all over it. So, she obviously freaks out and scolds him and Andy's like, no, 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 I didn't do it, I wouldn't do this. And she is like, no, of course you did it, and gives him detention. So 
the teacher tells him to put his head down, and after Andy looks at Chucky, she takes the doll and locks it in the closet, where we see, uh, we see it just put in there, and she leaves the class, locks the classroom door, and Andy gets up, and he goes to the closet door, where Chucky starts freaking out, telling him to let him out, and Andy runs over to the window, decides he's getting the fuck out of here, and he breaks out, and he runs away from the school, where the teacher, right after this, comes back into the room, looking for him, and hears Chucky freaking out in the closet, where she thinks that it's just Andy. So she unlocks the closet and she's searching through the closet. And this is a funny scene because <laughs> she's just going through like all these little drawers and shit in the closet that Andy could never fit in. And she's like, Andy, Andy, where you at? And then finally she, um, a, a, ba a basketball falls off the shelf and she goes to put it back up. But just as she does this, Chucky pops out of some clothes in the closet and stabs her with an air pump, filling her with a little bit of air, not which, if you didn't know, if you're filled with air, like, that shit can kill you, or at, at least, like, in your vein, like, in your veins, it'll, that shit will kill you. Um, so, she falls back onto the ground, where Chucky comes out, and in, in one of the coolest death scenes, in, one, in my opinion, in the series, he takes a yardstick ruler, and starts beating the shit out of this teacher. Like, and he's just hitting her, and with every hit, the camera zooms a little farther out, until it's so far back, but you can still see the ruler come up and down. It's awesome. So, Andy arrives at home, where his foster parents are questioning him about what happened at school, and Andy tells them, of course, it was Chucky, and this definitely pisses off Mr. Simpson, who gets very aggressive, and he forces Andy to look in the basement, where somehow the doll is still lying, and I honestly was a little confused by this scene, because... <laughs> This is where we just saw Chucky beating his teacher to death. And Andy was gone. Andy had left. He was running home. How the fuck did Chucky get home before Andy did? Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. And it's just, it's confusing. So, anyway, um, they send him to bed, and later that night, he hears the Simpsons arguing about what to do with him. And Andy starts to worry about what will happen if he's sent away again. But Kyle tells him not to worry and that he'll be fine. Because she has been through a lot of these homes and it, it's been a lot for her. So she knows and she just wants to, you know, try to make Andy feel better. Which, good on her. So, Andy decides it's time to finish this shit. So, he goes into the kitchen where he grabs a electric turkey cutter. And 
he then heads down into the basement where a pretty long extended scene ensues and it's it's Andy and he's walking around the basement and he's searching for Chucky and he's looking everywhere like he's going through every part of the basement pretty much until finally he hears something behind these two sheets that are hanging up and he tries to look behind them doesn't see anything but then right as he turns away Chucky drops on him from out of nowhere and they fall to the ground and the turkey knife falls and they're wrestling for it but this alerts Phil and Phil decides that he's going to check out what's going on obviously you would if you hear someone in your basement at night like that so we cut back to Andy who ends up grabbing the knife and catching Chucky right in the head causing him to run away right right before Phil turns on the light in a perfect moment where Andy is just sitting there in the basement with this knife in his hand. And obviously knowing that, you know, he does have this mental trauma that maybe this is a breakdown or something like that. So Phil starts pleading with Andy to drop the knife, put it down, and everything will be all right. But as he starts walking down the basement steps, Chucky uses, I, I don't even, I, it looks like something, it looks like a fire poker, but it's, it's much bigger. And he uses it to wrap around Phil's leg and trip him, knocking him down the stairs and actually through the steps. Uh, he breaks one through, through the stairs. So he is hanging there and he gets to see Chucky for just a quick second right before Chucky pulls the rest of his leg through, causing him to fall to the ground, where he snaps his neck and dies. So, Joanne and Kyle hear this, and they run down, and Joanne obviously starts freaking out, and she immediately blames Andy, telling her to stay away from her. After the ambulances show up, Joanne is seen packing Andy's room and telling Kyle that she blames herself for what happened and wishes that she would have listened to Phil about Andy and maybe if she had, none of this would have happened. And, you know, Kyle, of course, tells her not to blame herself. It's not her fault. And then she takes Andy's suitcase downstairs where the caseworker from earlier is telling Andy that everything will be all right. And Kyle says her goodbyes to Andy, but Kyle just warns her that Chucky is still in the basement right before he's let out by the caseworker. And uh, it's, it's here that we then cut to a scene of uh, Kyle in the basement with the police officers while they're investigating the area and looking around for clues and whatever. Or not clues, they're just, just so they can see that everything checks out with him falling through, I guess, and, uh, so, the, the police leave, and Kyle decides to take Chucky outside, and she throws him in the trash right before she lights up a cigarette on the swing, so, while she's swinging, Kyle accidentally kicks up some dirt right under her, and reveals the other good guy doll that Chucky had previously destroyed, 
And, uh, you know, of course, this makes her grow sus suspicious. I'm having trouble with that word tonight. And she, so she's suspicious, and she decides to walk over and check out the garbage can, where she finds that Chucky is gone. So, at this point, she decides to start calling out for Joanne, and after not getting a response, she realizes that she has to go in. So, she heads into the house, and she arms herself with a really cool knife that, of hers, and makes her way into Joanne's room where we get this scene of her slowly creeping into the bedroom where she finds Joanne sitting in this chair. And the room around her is a complete mess. Um, and she's sitting in front of her sewing table, and she's not responding until Kyle touches her, spinning her around in her chair, where we see that Joanne has been completely tied up and gagged with her throat slit. In a moment of shock, Kyle sits down on the bed, where she is then attacked by Chucky, who pops up out of the sheets. Like, it's a cool shot, because he rises up, and it kind of looks like a cool ghost costume, and he just jumps on her. And the two wrestle around for a minute, before Kyle ends up knocking Chucky off of her with a broken lamp she finds next to her. Um, so, she... She knocks him off, and he flies off and, and runs away, hides under the bed, and she sees her knife on the floor, but right before she can grab it, Chucky snags it and hides under the bed again. But this gives chance a, er, <laughs> this gives Kyle a chance to escape the room, but as she's backing out of the room, Chucky ends up tripping her and immediately puts the knife to her throat, calling her a bitch for hurting her, which is funny, because we see that he has a bloody nose. He then forces her to drive him to Andy, so they steal Joanne's car, and they're driving down the road, and he's telling her to step on it, since, you know, he doesn't have that much time to get into a human body, or, because or, if he doesn't, he's just, he's going to be stuck as a doll. Um, so as they're driving and they're speeding, of course, a uh, a cop pulls them over, and it's a really funny scene because they get pulled over and the cop comes over the window and he's asking her like why she's going so fast and he gives her an excuse it was, it was something like a uh, I'm late to a date and she, he goes oh you're gonna have to do better than that but then he sees Chucky and gets super excited over over this doll and it's the funniest scene in the movie he's like oh my god is that a good guy's doll i love those and just is so happy it's it's great and uh he asks chucky he goes hey what's your name and it's so fucking funny because chucky he doesn't even like he just goes chucky like he doesn't say hi i'm chucky like he just he Chucky. It's it's awesome. I liked it a lot. And, uh, so Chucky's nose starts to bleed here and the cop obviously gets a little suspicious, but Kyle saves it with, you ever seen dolls that pee? Well, this one bleeds. And this is a, a part of the movie that gave me a weird sense of nostalgia when I remembered that we used to have dolls that could pee. What a weird fucking thing that we did. So, the the cop ends up letting them off. 
and then we see the uh, the social worker back, uh, is tucking Andy into bed back at the facility, and as soon as she leaves, though, Andy gets up and starts to get dressed. Back in the car, Kyle decides to trick Chucky by speeding the car up and slamming on the brakes. Which, yeah, it sends Chucky flying out the front windshield in a very nice shot. Um, so, of course, Chucky is not a fan of this. He starts jumping on the hood and he's threatening how he's going to kill her. And Kyle, though, thinks fast. And she rams this vehicle into a pole, sending Chucky sending Chucky flying into a fence where she then backs the car up and drives it right into the fence once again. But she sadly misses the doll this time. She steps... Uh, cannot talk to that. I already said it, man. <laughs> she then steps out of the car to check, but Chucky then jumps on her back with the knife back at her throat and says... Playtime's over. So, we cut back to Andy's um, facility where the fire alarm starts to go off suddenly. And Andy then starts to follow all the other kids as they walk outside. But as they're walking down the stairs, she he runs into Kyle and Chucky who are standing at the bottom of the steps. So... The social worker at this moment is coming down at the same time and finds all three of them standing there. And when she realizes that it must have been Kyle that pulled the alarm, she pulls all three of them into her office. And after yelling at Kyle for a second, she then grabs Chucky from Kyle. And this is crazy, because... As soon as she grabs this doll, Chucky immediately just comes to life and just stabs this social worker a couple times in the lungs. And it's really cool because we see her fall onto a photocopier behind her, which I guess is just on and ready to go at all times. And it's just, it gives us a bunch of photos of her dying face falling on top of her as she's laying there dying. It's, it's a cool shot, y'all. So... At this point, Kyle tries to run with Andy out of the room, but right as she makes it out of the door, Chucky slams the door on Andy, trapping him inside with him. So they make their way out of the building, where Chucky forces Andy to get into the back of a paper truck that is driving through uh, the area where a bunch of law enforcement have arrived and are trying to figure out what's going on in the building. But, of course, as they're escaping, Kyle's on hot pursuit. And we get a nice chase scene where we see Chucky telling Andy that, well, he needs to say his prayers right before Kyle shines her headlights right into the back of the truck, flooding it with light and pissing Chucky off to the point where he gives us a very funny shot of him flipping the camera off. And so, this is all going on, and she's honking continuously, and she's being, and, and there's so much shit happening, and the truck driver just doesn't notice any of it. Like, 
it gets to the point where Kyle is like pulling up next to him and like, like what the hell are you doing? And and he looks at her and I'm like what? What's happening, man? Like he's not a stoner character, but he you know it's just he's not very smart here. And um, it gets to where Kyle has to you know pull right in front of him, causing him to slam on his brakes. And you know, Kyle runs to the back of the truck, but to her dismay, Andy and Chucky are gone. And then, right as she starts to lose hope, she sees the two running off in the distance, but before she can follow, the truck driver grabs her and is obviously pissed off. She's able to break free from the man, who ends up calling her a crazy bitch as she runs off, which super funny, but um, she she's able to follow Andy and Chucky, into, well, the Playpals factory, which apparently was right next to where they were, where they stopped the car at. So, they get into the factory, and Kyle runs in just as a giant door to the factory is closing, and Indiana Jones style slides right under it, making it into the final showdown of the film. So... Andy and Chucky are making their way through the maze of good guy dolls before Chucky knocks Andy to the ground. And we get the iconic line, Close your eyes and count to seven. When you wake, you'll be in heaven. Ha 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 ha! Like, and it's, if you didn't know, that line is used at the beginning of a very good Suicide Boys song. So... That's that's why that's where I always think of that line from. It Suicide Boys are great. This movie is great. Watch, l- watch this. Listen to them. You know. <laughs> um, so Chucky then starts the ritual, causing the weather to go crazy, the storm clouds to re-enter, but this time he gets all the way through the ritual, and as the ritual ends. For a second, we have this moment that we think it worked, but Andy opens his eyes right as blood starts to drip down on him, and we realize the ritual didn't work, and Chucky is turning more human now that he is realizing that he will be stuck in the doll forever. But right before he can kill Andy out of rage, Kyle knocks a ton of dolls down on top of him, telling Andy to run. Which, they meet up, and they start running through the maze, and they run into a couple dead ends before they finally make it out to where the factory belt is, where they decide to climb up a long tunnel that is connected to the belt. And as they're climbing up, um, she, uh, Kyle goes in front of him, and they get she gets over the top and tries to reach down to grab him, but Kyle, or, um, Andy misses Kyle's hand and slips down the the it's so the tunnel is like it's it's a bunch of little rollers going up it so the dolls can like roll down them, and uh, he he's rolling down it and Chucky pops up out of the bottom with the knife, but right before he gets to him. Andy is able to stop himself and start crawling right back up the tunnel. But this time, he has a doll with a knife right on his tail. So, Andy is able to get out of the tunnel, 
right on time, like just in the nick of time. And um, Kyle then slams the door to the tunnel right down on the doll's arm, trapping it. And, you know, this gives the two a chance to run away, but of course, Chucky's not far behind because this is when we get a really cool scene with great special effects of Andy just tearing his his hand off and he just it, it's cool and you know somehow he has like all the all the shit that we have in our arms and it's is a really nice scene a lot of blood of blood and uh I like it it's bloody awesome um so Kyle and Andy make it to the exit but for some reason, they have to go through the machine that stabs the eyeballs into the dolls. And I don't understand why. Why do they have to go around this machine? Is this what every worker has to do at the end of the day? Do they all have to go to do this machine? Because if so, what the fuck, PlayPal toys? That probably is against OSHA standards. You can't just walk around the machine. It's just it. This machine, it or this scene, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, so Kyle and Andy end up making through it, even after a moment of hesitation from Andy, and they end up backing the machine up here, which alerts the factory security guard. Which I find this kind of kind of weird, cause like this is a big company, but they only seem to have one guard on the premises, and he's not really even a guard, because he's coming down to fix the machine. So he's like a security guard slash mechanic, and it's just, it's weird. So while all this is happening, Chucky is, in the meanwhile, giving himself a new hand with the knife he has. Yep, he tuck tapes the knife into his wrist, and it's a cool scene. Um, so back at the machine, the security slash maintenance man is finishing fixing the machine, but Chucky then sneaks up on him right as he's finishing and slits his throat, making him fall back into the machine where he then is killed right after he's given a fresh new set of eyes. Yeah, it's a very cool scene. And uh, so while this is all happening, Andy and Kyle have made their way into this room where the dolls are assembled. And, um, you know, so it's, there's a, a long line where the dolls come through, and, uh, at the top of the line, the dolls are, it, I guess it's this machine that assembles the dolls and, like, melts them together, uh, to, to form them, and... Then they go down the line where a staple gun comes down and staples hair to the doll's head. Uh, so Kyle accidentally hits a button that uh, shuts the machine off or, or just fucks up the machine, and she starts. Er, and when this happens, it lets off an alarm. So she starts trying to set it or to turn it off, and by the but by the time that she's able to get it off. Chucky has snuck onto the line, and by the time that either of them are able to notice, he tries to ambush, but luckily, Kyle notices, like, in the split second, and grabs, or, uh, she doesn't grab him, she, 
she uh, she takes a swipe at him, like like just knocks him back, and it knocks him down onto a board, where he is then stapled to the board by the staple gun. And after this happens, he is starts getting brought up to the assembly machine, which is kind of weird because I thought the assembly machine was before the staple gun, but I guess movie. Um, so, he starts begging for the, uh, for Andy to, to let him, like, out, and he, he was promised he was just playing, but Chucky's screams are, go unheard, rightfully so, and Chucky is brought into the machine, and the doors close on him, and then we hear... Chucky just screaming for mercy, and, like, he's in so much pain here, and it's, it's a great scene, and, uh, by the time the machine opens, there's nothing but this big, massive blob and, and just melted mush comes out, and, uh, it looks really cool, it's, it's cut body parts coming out of all different places, it's, it's sick, and, uh, so... They, obviously, Kyle and Andy at this point think that it's all over, they killed, they killed Chucky, it's done, and they start to walk away from the machine, but this is where we see a trail of blood leading from under the machine that runs by a steel cable, and the cable then starts to unwind as the body of the worker we saw die a few minutes ago is sent flying into Kyle, knocking her out, or it, it knocks her onto the assembly line, and it knocks her unconscious as well. So, <laughs> right here, we see that Kyle, or Kyle, <laughs> that Chucky has somehow been able to escape from the machine before it completely destroyed him as we see him wheeling the last half of what body he has left towards Andy. But as he goes to stab Andy, he misses him, cutting an air tube, and instead getting his hand stuck right into a vent that he realizes is right below the hot plastic tank. Andy, realizing this, grabs the release valve or the 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 release handle to the valve and opens it pouring the hot melted or the hot liquid right down on Chucky turning him into a melted mess he then he or not Chucky but after this happens Chuck, or Andy runs right over to Kyle grabbing her waking her up seconds before she goes in to the assembly booth killing her. So she gets up and, you know, she obviously hops off the machine and she runs over to the doll where she's like, oh my god, this is, this is gross, but fucking good job. And as she's checking the doll out, of course, we get one last scare where Aunt, where actually Kyle is holding Chucky, and he pops up, back to life, grabbing her for a second, right before Kyle is able to grab the nearby flowing air pump, shoving it into his mouth, and 
this is when we see the coolest shot where Chucky is just, his head is just swelling up like a balloon before it just a mess of blood and guts just goes everywhere. It's fucking awesome. And uh, so Chucky is dead. He's blown up. There's, there's no way he can attack them. And uh, so Andy and Kyle start making their way out of the factory. And this is where Andy asks where they're going to go now. And Kyle replies that they're going to go home. But honestly, neither of them really know where that is anymore. And it's at this point that the credits begin to roll. And that is Child's Play 2. Which, honestly, is probably one of my favorite sequels to a horror film. It does such a good job. The director is amazing with it. The The actors do a great job. Alex Vincent, great as ever. Um, you know, Kyle is amazing. And, uh... Oh, I forgot... I forgot to put... I did... I wrote it down. It is here somewhere. Yeah, Kyle is played by Christine Elise. Uh, she does a great job in here. Um, we do see her later on in the series, so... I will be excited to talk about that, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's Child's Play 2, everyone. It, it's a great fun. So, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun recording this. It was, uh, um, it's a lot of fun watching these movies, because, uh, some of them in the series I haven't seen in a little bit, so it's also a chance for me to get to watch movies that I love. Um, and I hope you guys just, you know, I... I enjoy putting these out. I hope you enjoy listening. So, yeah, next week we will be looking at Child's Play Part 3. It'll be the last solo-hosted episode, and I'm very excited. So, until then, if you would like to reach me with any movie suggestions or anything like that, my email is therealbaileyt... Or, I'm sorry, it's just therealbaileymore at gmail.com. Or the bloody awesome podcast.adgmail.com. But until then, my name is Bailey Moore, and this has been the Bloody Awesome Podcast. Five innocent people killed, not a sign of a human. Five innocent people killed.